Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, July 9th. S&P futures are trading relatively steady. They're down about three points. That's only about 10 basis points. The major European indices are trading well, up about 40 to 60 basis points. Tech is leading Europe. Tech is up over 2%, thanks largely to SAP. SAP is one of the top stocks in Europe after it issued an upside pre-announcement right after the US closed yesterday. Um, there's nothing suffering dramatic losses in Europe, but tech is definitely the upside standout. Asia finished higher pretty much across the board. Mainland Chinese stocks extended their gains again, although you are seeing um, the state media reports after having stoking market enthusiasm and encouraging buying in the market for the last several weeks and contributing to the rally. The state media is changing its tone a little bit, just urging caution. Um, it looks like they're just trying to clamp down on some of the um, excess enthusiasm in the market. So that was notable in China. Um, in terms of you know the U.S. narrative as of this morning versus the ones that close, there's really not anything too dramatically different. Um, your COVID news flow remains you know pretty grim as far as case figures are concerned. You are seeing hospitalizations now take high. Remember, hospitalizations lag behind transmissions. Unfortunately, fatalities lag behind hospitalizations, so you are probably going to see those numbers tick higher. Um, you know, the market is absorbing this very, very well. I think the logic being that the economy and healthcare system today are thought to be much better equipped to combat the virus than was the case in March and April. You are seeing politicians respond in the U.S. Um, by implementing more surgical you know, lockdown measures and mitigation efforts. So you're not seeing the wholesale lockdowns that you did a couple of months ago. Um, and you're seeing the most acute economic stresses thus far in only a select few industries, specifically hospitality, leisure, aerospace. You're not seeing wholesale across the board lockdowns that are going to um, you know, pressure the entire economy. It's more select. Um, and I think that's why the markets are handling the news flow a lot better than they did before. Also, too, obviously, you still have in the background a lot of um, you know, medical vaccine hopes, um, you know, despite the fact that there has really not been a lot of actual data on that front. Um, so like I said, you are, you know, the case figures are continuing to rise. You're seeing numbers rise, you know, in, in other areas outside of the U S as well, but the market is absorbing it pretty well on the growth front. Not much. The German trade figures for May were a little bit light. China released its inflation figures. It looks like China is, um, increasing mildly its auto sales outlook for 2020. So the decline will be less bad than was thought before. Um, you know, I think though you still continue to see in the U.S. at least, where you know the COVID crisis is probably the most acute versus anywhere you know around the world. Most of the world, other than Latin America, is um, you know is is handling COVID relatively well, and you are not seeing the spike in cases like you are in the U.S. The high frequency data indicators in the U.S. continue to point to a softening. Um, again, not a complete reversal, but we've had now several, several weeks, a positive linearity in economic data as the economy reopened and recovered from the March and April trough. A lot of these high frequency indicators are starting out to turn over. So there was another article on CNBC just talking about Apple Maps requests for driving directions an indication, obviously, of driving demand, et cetera. Um, that is starting to kind of soften. You've seen this in other places too. Obviously, you had the updates from United Air and Delta this week talking about how they're seeing a softening in um, in airline bookings in response to some of the increased lockdowns and higher case fig figures. So the high frequency numbers um, are really capturing what's occurring in the economy much better than the government statistics, just given the velocity and how quickly the economy is moving. Um, the government statistics are definitely a little bit stale. So the June figures that we've been seeing so far and we're going to be getting in the coming weeks 
um, are all going to be relatively positive. But like I said, I think they're not necessarily telling what's actually occurring on the ground, which is a softening in the U.S. Um, on the stimulus front, you know, there were some very interesting headlines out in the last 48 hours in the U.S. Um, you know, from the Fed yesterday, you are seeing them start to holster some of their emergency measures that they um, that they unfurled during the kind of heart of the crisis back in March and April. So this SMCCF, which is their corporate bond buying program, which is you know perhaps one of the most important policy changes that they made. They basically the head of the New York Fed came out yesterday and talked about how they are going to be reducing their corporate bond purchases, perhaps all the way down to zero. This is a function of how markets have improved since um, since April. Now the SM they're not they're not ending it. It's still present, and so it's it's mere presence is still going to have powerful effects on the market, even if they are not in the market buying corporate bonds. But I think that is notable. Um, you've also seen them too their their um, their interventions in the repo market, which predated even the COVID crisis. Um, those have essentially backed down to zero, and again, that's a function of improved. Market functioning, so it's not necessarily negative, but nevertheless, you are seeing the Fed, um, you know, start to put away some of its emergency tools. On the fiscal front, you know, again, we are coming up on the fifth fiscal bill. It's very likely to be out by the end of July or early August. Um, it's you know near certainty that you will see another bill, but you are going to see it be smaller than the CARES Act and the CARES Act supplemental. So there will be this fiscal cliff. Um, there was a research paper published yesterday just talking about, you know, again, and we've we've been hearing this now for weeks, so it's not necessarily new, but two thirds of workers who had lost their job to COVID actually saw pay increase as a result of the the stimulus benefits. So you are going to see the federal unemployment benefits. I'd imagine they're going to get extended, but not at six hundred dollars. Um, and then to the extent there is another round of one-time stimulus checks, it is not going to go to nearly as many people as was the case before. So. The amount of consumer stimulus is going to drop off in August versus what it is now, um, and that will have an effect on the economy. Um, you know, again, I don't think the market is is paying too much attention to that. I don't think the market's paying too much attention to a lot, um, but you know, that certainly is coming up uh, on the horizon. In Europe, you're coming up on a big European leader summit next week, so the 17th and 18th. At that meeting, they hope to make a lot of progress on agreeing to this 750 billion euro bailout fund. I think the market assumes that bailout fund will go into effect. No one really, I don't think there are many people who doubt it going into an existence. Um, you still have some oppositions from the quote unquote frugal four countries, including the Netherlands. Merkel will be meeting with the Dutch PM today in an attempt to kind of placate some of their concerns, but that is coming up next week. Um, and the calendar is, you know, is relatively quiet for today. So you have that Merkel Netherlands PM meeting. Biden is going to be making a speech on the economy. Um, you know, there were some articles talking about how we'll be outlining outlining a series of kind of incremental moderate actions. So you know, I think the market may be somewhat hopeful that he is not adopting a very far left platform. Um, but you know, I'm not reading too much into this economy speech today. I doubt it's really going to be a major market mover. The Supreme Court is going to be issuing a ruling today on whether or not voters will have to, will be able to see Trump's tax returns before the election. Um, so that will be out sometime today. There's only one major earnings report, WBA, um, Walgreens before the open. Otherwise, it's pretty quiet. Um, and there's you know, on the company specific front, like I said, SAP was out. Last night with an upset pre-announcement, Rolls-Royce um, was more negative this morning in Europe. 
Um, the Bed Bath & Beyond report last night was mildly underwhelming. You see more retail bankruptcies. Um, so Brooks Brothers was a big one yesterday. Bed Bath & Beyond also talked about how they're closing 200 stores. So you're seeing you know, a, a wave of retail bankruptcies, plus the ones that are staying solvent are, are aggressively shuttering their stores. So that's obviously a, a theme that remains. Um, and that is essentially it for today. Uh, thank you everyone for listening.